Hi, I'm Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, and you're listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked, which my interns tell me is a pretty good show. Podcast Unlocked. Happy 2015, everybody. It's Podcast Unlocked. Probably the world's number one Xbox podcast. Maybe. I hope Maybe. so. I hope so. I haven't checked lately. If not, Major Nelson, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Welcome to the new year. To my right, the great Destin Legary back Hi, from the wilds of the north. Canada. The wilds of the north. Yeah. The great white north. You went home home to the yeah. motherland. You went to Canada. Mothership. Yeah. Maybe. Mitch Dyer to my left. Yeah, I just thought you were going to go to Wisconsin or something instead. I went there also. Oh, okay. I go to Wisconsin, then I drive seven hours to Canada. Horrible. Yeah. Mitch repping the Detroit Tigers today. You're looking like Tom Selleck in Magnum P.I., except without the cool mustache very young, or the Hawaiian very shirt. Very young Tom Selleck. I, was he a Tigers fan in Maybe this show? A few, Is that how that works? Yeah, he wore a Tigers right. hat. And... You look Mitch like you're either committing a crime or trying to prevent <laughs> one undercover. I can't really tell. Nobody, you look like Edward Norton attention. in Undercover like in that one movie. We, we still don't know. They're trying to figure out Edward Norton. Tweet at us what that Any movie is. Edward Norton, Edward Norton could be in a movie called That One Movie, and you know, <laughs> probably is with Cameron Diaz. That yeah, one movie. That one movie with Edward Norton, Cameron Diaz, coming soon, sometime. The unfamiliar voice, maybe familiar to some of you. Possibly. The newest IGN employee, the one, the only Max Scoville. Welcome, Hi, sir. Great to be here. Formerly for, of Destructoid. Formerly of Destructoid, formerly of Rev3 Games, formerly of the Destructoid show produced by Revision 3, formerly of Destructoid before that. It's a long and sordid story full of really not interesting things. But you know, <laughs> Currently of IGN. Of IGN, and it's exciting. Now. And currently of The Comedy Button, yeah. which is your fantastic, uh, hilarious podcast that you do with Brian Altano yeah. and also some other IGN A bunch and of IGN alumni. alums, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had you on there recently. Yeah, it was uh, you car. Got kind enough Very to have good. me on <laughs> over the holidays if you haven't heard it look up the comedy button it's episode 159 is the one i'm on and then you've got 158 other much better episodes i wouldn't to go that to. far but you know <laughs> 141 was pretty good but here we are in this, yeah. in this room this is so exciting this is my yeah. third day at ign we've been putting you to work. well what do you make of us did they so set up far? your email yet Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it's weird though because I have a um, I've been I've been using a like a, a MacBook for I feel like I'm oh I said MacBook on a Microsoft podcast okay. <laughs> I'm gonna get flamed after you the Microsoft um, ninjas have already yeah. decapitated you you just haven't felt the pain yet no but I've been given a, a PC with a, with a with a sort of a peripheral keyboard and I'm I'm like. I feel like I'm, t- and it's on a standing desk. It's not quite tall enough for me because I'm I an th- abomination, and I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I feel like if farm animals learn to type, just I'm got these weird. I'm less, I less think the hunt you could have requested a Mac. <laughs> I'm going to, but I've had yeah. other things. They've been putting me in news videos and podcasts and yeah. meetings and things, and it's very exciting. But uh, it's uh, it's bizarre to be in a such a big gaming outlet where everyone. Is aware Everybody of knows your name. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I know. Yeah, I mean, I know some people's names, but it's it's yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I mean, like Rev Three Games is a really small outlet, so like that was like me and I think seven people who were on the game side, and yeah. the rest of the office was like was like the rest of the cafeteria, like giving weird looks to the D and D kids, pretty much. So like, I, <laughs> I don't know, know that one. <laughs> I'd be walking down the hall with a, a big old Saints Row dildo, and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Swerk, working. don't mind me, <laughs> working for a living yeah. here. Got a review to do." <laughs> uh, but, you know. um, but it's it's fun. So uh, give us, let's get to know you a little bit for sure. a few minutes. You're just sitting in for the top of the show. Sure. I, uh, yeah. Before we escort Sean Finnegan back here, Marty is on assignment. He is. Uh, I Being think he's robot. doing. I think he's doing blow off of a. 
hover skateboard at CES right now. Yeah. I think that's probably what Marty's up to. Is that to. what you do at CES? That is pretty so, much yeah. what goes down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Max, how long have you been gaming? What are some of your all-time favorites? We're going to be seeing your, of course, your yeah. host here at IGN. Yeah. So whether um, it's uh, various shows or news videos or you, this, get I'll used be, to yeah. this face, he yes. says on the radio. Hi, hello. If you're watching the video. Um, <laughs> they won't I, be. Yeah. No, they're listening. <laughs> they they're all listening. You. They're not watching it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've been gaming. I mean, I, you know, I, I, only 90s kids will remember this one. I'm with you. Super Nintendo, anyone? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I grew up in the 90s. I, I was a really poor growing up, so I didn't have my own systems for, I think my first was a, first was a Game Boy Pocket, which yeah. got me Pokemon, and I was, you know, very sad and alone, but I had I had my, my Eevee. But you and caught them all. I caught, like, 37 of them, and then my <laughs> game broke, I think. But anyway, um, you know, I uh, grew up playing lots of different games. My favorites of all time, if I had to just go off the top of my head, I Desert would say, Island off games. the top Max of your head. Hill. Off the top of my head. Was it, did I say it wrong? Was it no, no, no. I'm just surprised. Like oh. I have to like think and like list them. I mean, out. I have. To, I get asked mm. that enough that it's like there's a, there's a few. There's, there's like, like five. Kind of, yeah, there's, 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 there's like the rotating right? list. You know, there's yeah. like a bag of them. It's yeah. not like a top no five. Order, but I'll just grab five these. out of the bag yeah. and it's, it's yeah. like Scrabble tiles. Okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's say uh, Indiana Jones: The Fate of Atlantis, uh, Secret of Evermore, like, nice. Far Cry Three, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Two, and oh shoot, I should. Now, did you play Zone of the Enders just for the demo? Oh God! We no. I like Zone I, of the Enders. No. <laughs> my, best so demo. <laughs> my best friend bought Zone of the Enders just for the demo. I think he played Zone of the Enders, and I was like, "No, thank you. I yeah. will be playing." <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, that was like the prequel to Ground Zeroes in a sense. That was like the original. Like you, well, I mean, if they, if they'd included the Ground Zeroes demo with uh, with another game that maybe Konami was trying to move, yeah, I think that people probably would have bought that game just for Ground Zeroes. Dance, Dance yeah. Revolution, yeah. twenty four fifteen, at least not HD. Yeah, PES. Yeah, but that's a that's a handful. I love I love that game. I've often said that that is my favorite Metal Gear game. Is the is the um, the tanker demo from the Zone of the Enders? Just the demo disc. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. tanker parts. <laughs> it's a great game. What do we do over the holidays, guys? We had two weeks. Uh, Finnegan and I came in here and had to talk Halo. We were compelled. Oh no! F- I, which see, that's what happens when I'm at home. If I were if I were traveling, like to see yeah. my parents. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't resist. I was playing the Halo beta so much. I love it so much. It's really fun. Hmm. So that's really all I did was I, I had the office space vacation of I did nothing, and it was everything I hoped it would be. Played Halo every night. Had a good time. Hmm. Dustin? I played a little bit of uh, everything. Of course I played Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, yeah well, obviously. <laughs> uh, I also played Halo. Really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I think I think that game, it's kind of like a necessary evolution I for agree. the for the franchise, it had to happen. Um, I think there's some tweaks that need to be made. Of course, but uh, it's a beta. You know, it's, it's a, a legit beta, beta, not a marketing yeah. beta. Um, I played uh, Tales from the Borderlands, and it was really funny. So good. The game is surprisingly great. So good. Yeah, like I was like, well, I want to try something different, and I tried it out, and I was very surprised. And I can't wait for the next episode. So, now. are you are you a big Borderlands guy? Like, are you into that? The, I had the to, series. Or? I had to do the guide for two, and I played one a little bit. So I, I like it. Like I thought two was funny. But you're not like a nut for the series. No, 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 no. Or would you? So I'm like I'm com- kind of indifferent. Like I've played a little bit of both of them, but um, I've I think I've seen like a screenshot for Tales of the Borderlands <laughs> for yeah. whatever reason. I just wasn't covering that or just had other things going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious because I, I do like the world. I just don't really like the other gameplay so much. Okay, would I'm you gonna, recommend that? At I'm going to make yeah. you read the editorial that yes. I wrote about this. Huh? I said I'll make you read the editorial that I wrote I don't about this. Want to Mitch? Read my words. <laughs> Tell me it's stories. It's all in the loop for Max. Yeah, but I, I think that that's. I think it's interesting that Telltale's doing that, you know? They're yeah. taking taking this there's like there's nothing that says that Borderlands has to stay a shooter really. You know, yeah. you can do a lot with that with that universe cuz well, they're, they're I would turning give it a chance. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see. I have no attachment to Borderlands. It's not no, that I dislike either. it, but I just it just never I just never grabbed onto it. So I'm. But man, that adventure game episode, at least the first episode, I feel like it's the best first episode that Telltale has done of anything other than maybe Wolf Among Us had a mm. killer first episode as well. Yeah, can, highly recommended. Can I give a spoiler warning and talk about my favorite part? Uh, well, not if you're gonna. I don't want to. Yeah, 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 I'll just say the knife part when you're in the museum. It's just like Pretty a good. little text part. That had me like rolling on the floor laughing. It was great. Nice. Raffle. Yeah. Raffle copters. <laughs> you were raffling. Mitch Dyer, what were you up to? Uh, I played zero Xbox games, but I played through the Monument Valley expansions, and that game is ridiculously good. If you haven't played it, it's on iPad. You can get like five hours of gameplay out of that game for four bucks. It's incredible. That's sweet. Play that. It's the best. Uh, got home, and in the first. Is that the sequel to Gone Home? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went it's home. The prequel. <laughs> yeah, after I got home from going home. Uh, I played some Gone Home. No. Ah! I just stopped. In the first 72 hours of 2015, I played almost 30 games of Dota. Pretty oh, good. Yeah. Bitch. I played so much. It was disgusting. We all have our addictions. You're like a lapsed <laughs> addict. You're like, you're, you're off on the wagon for a while. I had to go home. I couldn't play. And I came back and I was like, <laughs> well, time to make up for lost time. Had a Skype call that was 14 and a half hours by the time I hung up. It was all Dota all day. You best. So we were we were sitting and waiting for a, a, a live stream thing we were doing to start. And you were you just trucking away with watching somebody else play Dota and I came up and it yeah. was like it's like when I asked my dad about football or something and he knows <laughs> that I don't really care and I don't not really gonna understand it and so it's not really you're like this guy's sort of a cracked out uh, Skeksy and I was like like in the dark crystal and you were like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> good enough I guess good talk yeah he's a wizard yeah speaking of wizards I've been trying to romance some of them. Been playing Dragon Age. Still playing that here is a pretty hot game. I'm so scared to play it because I'll lose all my time. Yeah, no, I, I, so I bought it for my for my fiance, and I was like, because she's really into she's into fanta crap and whimsalore, <laughs> as I like to call it. I'm, I'm more of like a, I, I occasionally do like you know the fantasy stuff, but I apparently so I, apparently I get really sucked into it without meaning to because I'm like I'm like I don't need to play this Bioware game. I got other aggro stuff to do. We go play muscle man sports ball game. Gun shooter. 3D. What I'm hearing is you're more of a Fallout guy than an Elder Scrolls guy. I mean, I, I love Skyrim to death, but I, yeah, I mean, I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably says I'm, the I'm, hypocrite. I'm very excited for. I put it this way: Dragon Age has made me really excited for the next Mass Effect, and yes. I was like kind yeah. of on the fence about it. But I, so I sat down and I was like, I'll give this a shot. And I've been I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls, so I'm my character is is Rory Gilmore. She looks like Alexis Bledel, <laughs> but with elf ears and like a weird face tattoo. Where's Lorelai? Yeah. And I figured that what if, what if she, instead of going to Yale, she went through the veil and that's a joke <laughs> that four people will get. But anyway, um, I've been playing that and I, I was just kind of, you know, sort of a throwaway character. I'm like, I'm going to play this and see what happens. And then I looked at my save file and I've been put 18 hours into it. You're too far gone, Max. You and can't I, turn back now. Yeah, and my fiance would be like, what? So... She wouldn't ask me. I'd tell her, I'd be like, so I don't know what to make of that game, because that's what I do. I'll be like, oh, yeah. let, me, let me tell you something about this game. And, and I'm like, I don't know what to make of it. And she's like, how much have you played? I'm like, like 18 hours. And she's like, hmm, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you can try to make out with the ladies in it. It's exciting. <laughs> well, it is. Dragon Age is one of our 10 Game of the Year no uh, nominees, our 10 finalists, which we're announcing very soon. Soon. Like this week. This week or maybe is it next week? I don't know. Very soon. My write-ups are due tomorrow, so I think it's this week. <laughs> well, tomorrow, whatever. Anyway, yeah. very soon. So we'll have that announcement. Uh, you and then I guess on the, maybe next week's show, then we'll each say what we voted for. Yeah, because Dota two. Yeah, again, that's didn't come out last year. Oh, 
Voted for it anyway. <laughs> One of the write-in ballots. <laughs> yeah, other. <laughs> Ron Paul, 2014. Yeah. <laughs> well, Max Scalville, it is good to have you here. Yeah, glad to, to see here. your face around IGN on videos, yeah. shows, live events, you'll what be, have you. You'll be hearing my Rob Paulson sound and voice all over the noises. <laughs> Though I sound like like Rob Paulson who did. Raphael and the Ninja Turtles. I don't hear Raphael. In my, in my head, it does. Yeah. It's great. You say Rob <laughs> Paulson. Whatever. We were talking you. about Fight Club before the show started. His name is oh, Ron Paulson. Paulson. There we go. Yeah. All right. So On that we'll note, I'll leave uh, we'll be right back with Sean Finnegan and the news. Max Scoville, welcome to the team. Great to have you here, my friend. Thanks. We'll be right back. Cool. IGN's number one Xbox podcast. The podcast on Love presents All right, let's get to some news. We got some big news, surprisingly. I got some news about In-N-Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that yeah. note, so uh, soon. the big thing, of course, we talked about it leading up to the vacation, leading up to the holidays. Uh, I and myself, Marty, refused to believe that this <laughs> Xbox One sale for $350, you know, $50 off these bundles was going to actually end, mm. despite the fact that they'd... Very Microsoft had very clearly worded it that whole the way the whole time. It went back up to four hundred sales yep. over. Yeah. So if you didn't get one, you now have to pay more than you would have a week ago. Uh, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. I, I do. just don't understand. Well, talk to me, Destin. What do you what do you think is going on here? It makes total sense. They just wanted like to get that holiday market right. They wanted to make that money on the holiday. Get. <laughs> get people talking about their platform. Right. And now like, oh, you missed the sale, but you still want to play with me, right? Come and play. Word of mouth advertising. But do you think okay, so see say, you know, a guy, a kid gets the Xbox One, yeah. got it on on deal over the holidays, you know, bundle. Says and he's he's got his buddy hooked. You think the buddy's gonna want to go out and pay four hundred now? It's fifty bucks. Like that's the rationalization. That's a lot of money. Yeah, when you're that's, thir- the that's ration- a lot of money. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but at the same 13, time, you're 13, you're not you don't buying have four hundred bucks. Yeah. You don't have three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. No, but it's harder to justify fifty more dollars to your mom or your dad or whoever. Yeah. At the same time, you're not also. You're the conversation isn't. I got this thing for $350. You should buy one, too. It's, hey, I got this thing, and I like it. You should go buy one, too. Yeah. I'm of two minds on this. I, um, I'm i on your side. I can't believe they lowered the price and then re-raised it. But at the same time, it's like uh, the goal of the sale was probably just to boost the sales for that limited period of time. Uh, and of course. You're, and if you're not – if you got a if you got an Xbox during that time, then good for you. You got it on deal. But if you're mm. still interested in getting an Xbox – you probably if you if you didn't get it during that deal, then you probably don't know about the deal now, yeah. right? Like people buying it a couple months from now won't even know that this deal happened. Mm-hmm. So it's it probably pr- doesn't matter. I mean, it's a promotion, right? If you say, "Hey, for a it limited is. time, it's cheaper," then you are more incentivized to buy it mm-hmm. at a discount price. Right. If you bring it back up, you know, hey, the discount period is over. You've missed your chance. But think of it like this now. Like right mm. now, the Xbox One is on a temporary price hike. It is $400 <laughs> for now. Yeah. Like it Until is gonna, E3. Exactly. Uh, months from now, it will be back yeah, down to I, Yeah, again I, again, I don't think Microsoft pulled the wool over anyone's eyes. No, I mean, they, they were very they were clear. Very clear was, but yeah. I, I simply don't get it. I mean, when you've, you've – they, they did beat the PS4 in November, which is what they wanted. December, we'll find out, I think, what, next week, right, Mitch, is uh, when the yes, NTDs come Thursday. out? Next Thursday. Next week, so that'll be very interesting but to see. But initial reports are saying that Xbox did outsell PS4 in a couple December of locations. Also. Yeah, December as well, because yeah. of this sale. So, but PlayStation sales were recently revealed. They were at like 18.5 million. Which is phenomenal. It's yeah. Amazing. yeah, it's outpacing yeah. PS2, PS3, um, 
pretty much yeah anything sony's done it's said. very close to wii it's still behind wii but it's right behind oh, it wow again it goes back for me it just goes back to what i said on this show before the break is it's one thing to put it back up but the the for me it's well, it just takes the wind out of the sails for the next price drop, presumably at E3 yeah. when they hmm. when Phil Spencer walks on stage and now you can get all these cool things that we've talked about on a system for only 349. Then it'll be like, yeah, uh, yeah wait, so you put you it mean back exactly it what it was at the holidays, guy? Yeah. Anybody? But guys? still, a permanent price drop is significant. If you say, hey, now this is permanently at 350. Mm-hmm. That's still, you know, like that's an impressive sale price during the holidays. It's also an impressive sale price permanently when you do it over the summer. The but is it, though? I mean, do, do, here's my question to you guys. Do you think they have to go lower than 349 when they cut the price for real the next time in order to gain back that momentum? No, because Microsoft has never done that. What Microsoft does is, A, release new models, and B, release bundles. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is at $400... You'll get the machine as it is now, plus a bundle, like the AC bundle, right? It'll be something to that effect. But then the core machine by itself, like no connect, whatever, that's what will get price reduced. You'll get the machine for cheaper, but I think you'll get a bundle for about the same price. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I could see them announcing a new model. The Um, Slam? Yeah, like a Slam or something smaller. It'll have been like two years by then, by the time that thing launches. Yeah. But the, the announce it'll be a year and a half, but I think if they do one for fall next year, like for Halo 5, you get a slimmer Xbox One, Halo 5, like that's two yeah. years at that point. It's getting to the point, like when was the... It wasn't for first, a while, it was 2010, yeah, so it, it, was, was, it was like, it was five, five years. Five years, yeah. Five years. Because we got the Elite before that, and we got all these special edition models with Halo right. 3. But Here. yeah, I mean, we there was already, we did a story on this show and on IGN uh, in the fall of some AMD guy on his LinkedIn had said he worked on the smaller nanometer, you know, yep. smaller chip oh, yep, yeah. system on chip for for Xbox. And then he had <laughs> updated his LinkedIn to no longer have that information <laughs> on it. Convenient. Uh, <clears throat> so we know, of course, and of course, we assume that's in the works anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I would agree with you, Mitch. I think a, a Halo 5 special edition slim system makes, yeah. makes a ton of sense. But so I guess that maybe that leads to my next question for you guys is when do you think we see the next price cut and i want to say i'm gonna say price cut not a sale when when do you think the xbox one price goes below 400 dollars again e3 holidays somewhere in between e3 Destin? e3 e3 yeah i just feel like that's when they're gonna do it and i feel like there's gonna be a lot of interesting announcements this e3 yeah um, one i would like to see and talking about a new model maybe bring it up is like i really can't wait for the next iteration of the ui for the console because it's still pretty convoluted right yeah. I hope i really really hope they're working on it well yeah there's a uh there's an event th- the i think there's a windows thing coming up pretty soon yeah windows 10 mm-hmm. yeah the window which that would seem like a natural time to maybe reshuffle the if, if they're gonna if they're gonna do any crossover stuff yeah yeah microsoft's been moving towards unifying their like os uis their and yeah. their os's for a long time but the problem is you have resistance on both sides, right? Like the Windows people who've been using desktops don't want right. the tile-based system because it's not the desktop. Right. The people who've been using the tile-based stuff on Windows phones and Xbox don't want a desktop. It just it seems hard. Like, can it just be separate products? Yeah, I, I, I actually disagree with this. And I got used to the UI on the Xbox One very quickly. Like, it's just mm-hmm. tiles. It's actually very simple. I think the, the tiles make sense, right? Like, it's clean and nice to have just, like, yeah. boxes of what you have. But yeah. at the same time, I still 
don't know how to find something that's downloading. I have no right. idea. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. how do I use a code without a connect? Yes. Without oh saying Xbox use a code. Oh, it's buried over here, over here. I yeah. have to actually like look at the instructions on the back of those pages yeah. all the time. That's why I don't know how to do it because I use connect commands all the time. Me too. I do too. Because yeah. I don't know how Xbox go to game download. Like I guess yeah. sometimes then I yep. get Me and too. Then I go where I'm going. But yeah, I what you were saying, Sean, of about unifying, you know, Microsoft unifying their UIs for a while. I'm very opposed to that. Yeah. I, I just don't think it makes sense to crowbar one style of interface onto a device that doesn't necessarily make sense for. Yeah, controllers like, operate different than a mouse. Windows Phone is, by all accounts, a great UI, but it doesn't necessarily work on a Windows desktop or on an Xbox. Yeah, you do. You're you're they're they're different machines, and you're doing different things yes. on them. So the way you interface with that needs to be different. Mm-hmm. I think. Like I think that's what makes good design, right? Is when you take like what am I doing with this machine, and how do I best do that? You can't design one OS to do two different things. Like well, I think. True. So I was, getting back. Go ahead. Sorry, I was. Never mind. I was getting back <laughs> it's to my totally another question. UI thing. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, just yeah. to circle back. So we heard from Destin. When do you guys think? So Destin oh, says E3 of this year. Of when yeah. we're going to get a, the next drop in price on an Xbox One. Mitch, I'll go to you. I'm, I'm sure it'll be E3. They'll announce. You know, it's available three hundred fifty dollars or less. Probably three fifty. And what, it's available starting right now. Yeah. Well, what they can do also is like, and that price drop will start this fall if they need to make it wait but the, that's the, what I was going to say is yeah. I'll bet you the price drop comes in before holidays no there's year, there's no world in which they announce a price drop and it is not active that moment because when you say we have a cheaper console coming <laughs> six months from now nobody buys consoles True. I think E3 is too early like I think when are they doing Gamescom could be TGS not I mean TGS. before the holidays <laughs> Yeah, maybe at a later convention. It doesn't like have that. to be at an event necessarily. It could be That's a press true. release on Tuesday morning, morning. or it could That's be at true. the Microsoft Experience event. The one we talked yeah. about that that they should have before, yeah. before the holidays. There, inaugural after... one this fall. Yeah. Back, well, X15, bro. Yeah, Bring it back, go. son. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think E3 is too early, and I also think like a lot of while a price drop announcement is never a bad thing for gamers i think gamers want to hear about just games at e3 like big game announcements new games and that's it right well good price news is uh, is never bad i mean oh totally because i because you go back i was there i was in the audience at the at the xbox press briefing for e3 2013 when they had i thought you know a pretty good conference a lot of good a lot of cool games system stuff and then at the very end Xbox One will be available this November for four ninety nine, and the whole room Oof. just oh yeah. four ninety nine. Yeah. And then of course Sony that later that day three ninety nine. Oh, knife in the gut. Yeah. So, but good price news definitely has a place at a conference. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I let off that thought with like a price <clears throat> drop announcement is never a bad thing. Sure. Hmm. I just think like one, I think it's too early for E three. The console still feels very new to me, right? Yeah. It's it changed does not a lot. Feel like I've had that thing for a year. Yeah. Some And if I was Microsoft, like, if they're selling well, then I wouldn't be, like, in a hurry to drop the price, you know, even if it would get it to sell better. Normally, I would 100% agree with you because at the end of the day, you'd think, okay, it's just about, you know, the fans think, oh, it's about Xbox versus PlayStation and, you know, who wins. Yeah. Where, you know, you think, well, really, at the business level, it's just, are we making sweet profits? Yeah. Regardless of what our competitor is doing. Except for the fact that Phil Spencer... On the show, when he took over, said, I want to win. Those were his words. So that's, I've been holding him to that. I was like, well, okay, well, if you want to win, 
Drop Why the price. hell is the price going back up to $400? That's <laughs> what I don't get, and that's what I'd love to ask him next time he comes on. It's probably a marketing thing too, right? Like, the way I look at it is if, if I'm going to make a big announcement like a price drop, like a permanent price drop, I want to time it for when people are most likely to buy those consoles, sure. which is the holiday season, right? Yeah, so what based on what you're saying, are you getting it maybe that they figure, well, they're probably not going to sell a lot of consoles in January, February, so why why not just put it back to four when it's not really going to make, you know, it's going to have a softer impact on the bottom line? Is that? Yeah, well, the, those first six months, I'll, I don't imagine that. I wouldn't say that console sales taper off because it's like they increase for the holiday season. Like Big they're not time. tapering off coming back after the holidays. Yeah, they're just yeah. returning but to regular. But it is it's yeah. human nature. Yeah, January and February are usually lower unless a console has just launched, which happened yeah, a year ago. Yeah, totally. January and February are usually pretty, you know, low console sales numbers. Right. So if it's me, if it's me in the business man chair, I would say like, okay, <laughs> like well, this is that was a nice business yeah, man chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this is what the man. <laughs> the arm That's rest is weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if you know, if it's me in that, if it's me making those decisions, the way I look at it is like, okay, well, if I'm if I'm selling X amount of consoles all the time, regardless of the price and regardless right. of the like holiday or any other thing that may like boost the sales. Uh, it, it becomes more about when and how I can market it, right? Like, I want to have more games to market, which would mm-hmm. be post-E3. I want to be talking about the games at E3 anyway and not necessarily consoles or sales or all that stuff. And then holidays is when people are looking to buy their kids or their family members sure. or their friends or whatever, things like that. And that's when I would want to say, oh, by the way, this is when that console is going to be the best deal. That's when I would want to buy it. So it seems like a natural fit to do it. In the yeah. holidays for me. Yeah, it'll mm. be interesting. Um, it's also Xbox One as it is now is not a bad deal. It's four hundred dollars for a machine, a bigger hard drive, and two games in one bundle right now. It's pretty good. Yeah, and it's and there's by the way, like after this holiday, there's there's it's a great console to have right now. I mean, yeah. between Sunset and Halo and the criminally, I feel overlooked. I think Forza Horizon Two has been just so overlooked. People forget by, that game came out. So everyone came out at a terrible time. So well, everyone really. I mean, it was yeah. the end of September. There was really nothing else. It just got overshadowed Dude, by was, everything that else that came Destiny's out. Destiny's time. Everyone well, I have talked Destiny's to said that that game weeks. is great. I'm just not a racing guy. But you don't have to be. Yeah. It's just a fun. It's okay, a but I mean, I'm not a racing game guy. Like the last racing game I played was San Francisco Rush. <laughs> oh, that game. Sixty four. That's a great I want idea. a goofy racer like that again. Yeah. If you missed out on that sale, I bet you feel like it was gone in the blink of an eye. Where's that? While we're on the topic of blinks. God. That was really good. Yeah. I was waiting I for that. That's really why I was so good. close. Hey. to 2015, everybody. Damn. That's Destiny why I was so close. Back and and bring it in the new year. So uh, Microsoft abandoned the trademark for blinks to Time Sweeper, to which Marty and I immediately went, oh, my God, we have to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> which started as a joke. Um, and did you actually look into it? We're, we're looking into it. We're talking to IGN's attorneys about buying blinks. <laughs> like, this is something. <laughs> like, what like, would it he take? could be our mask. Well, we want to figure out what what, what it would take. We're trying to, to figure own out the trade. What it's going to cost. I mean, worst case, we find out it's prohibitively expensive, and then we mm-hmm. like relate that to like, well, that's as expensive as four hundred of these, right? Like, that's yeah. a fun story. But yeah. we're trying to figure out what it would cost. Uh, we are in the very early stages of. Finding out because basically when you when you want to register a trademark because there mm-hmm. are other trademarks right now for blinks other things mm-hmm. so you have to in your trademark application 
distinguish what your application is for. Yeah, what you're going to do with it. Okay. So in our case, it would be Blink's video games, computer Entertainment games. software. Exactly. Yes. Every like All those like 400 boring descriptors you see for video games, like PC software and CDs and DVDs and VHS tape, like <laughs> yeah, all oh, that God. garbage. Like, right. That's mm-hmm. what you have to specify. Like, this is what this could be for. All the mm-hmm. stuff the lawyers make oodles of cash off of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're in the process of finding out, like, hey, if we do a Blink's video game, what would that cost us? Hmm. So, wow. and then we license it to Cappy. They oh make it. God! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Time traveling cat returns 2017, mother effers. I wish I brought my phone. I would text Nathan right now and ask him, hey, if we bought Blinks, would you make a game? I'll license it to you for free. For nothing. Yeah. Just we, We'll just get points on the back end. That's all we want. Uh, people found out we were doing this, like a few friends of ours, and they, every single one of them are like, "I'm not getting. I will give you money. Kickstarter, like, whatever it takes. I will. <laughs> I will co-invest in you owning Blinks. The time. I think it would require like an Indiegogo as opposed to a Kickstarter. Yeah. we wouldn't actually have to. We wouldn't be able to promise you anything. Yeah, <laughs> we could promise you that we would own Blinks. That's about it. <laughs> and that we would text Nathan and ask if he'd make a game. Yeah. Uh, hey, we, make this really quick. <laughs> no big. You don't have other games. And if in the he works. says no, who else? Who uh, would you, who would you license oh, Blinks to? No, 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 <laughs> He'll do something really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Who would definitely say no, but I'd love to see their take on it. Play Dead. Oh mm. my god. <laughs> After <laughs> Limbo. Yeah. Inside. Blinks the return. That would be oh awesome. My god. I'm gonna give it to Steve Gaynor and the Ooh. Fulbright Company. Is it is it Team Eco that did yeah. some of the process? That's yeah. why I want to do it. Perfect. A very emotional story <laughs> about a time traveling tortured artist for me to Channeling that like despair into that well, hell, character, could, that would be amazing. Just, I we'll love just, this plan. I'm gonna call Telltale. They'll license anything. They'll make an adventure <laughs> game out of it. It's just like, what do you want? What do you want to say in this scenario? That makes me. That makes Blinks feel sad. <laughs> license it back to Microsoft. Throw it in Project yeah, Spark. Yeah. Speaking of which, where's Conquer in Project Spark, yo? Remember oh, that? Remember I that? Just... I do remember that. And so it, he's it not makes there. Me sad. Not to my knowledge. You actually did Project Spark. You I mean, played he it. Liked it. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. good. The game is awesome. Yeah. I still have no idea what it is. It is literally a game engine. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I can't do that. No. It's, <laughs> it's intense. Next up, Microsoft has plans to update the avatars on Xbox for, uh, quote, their biggest adventure yet. Oh. That Mitch, mean? this news broke. That seems to very me. obvious. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm already bored. Come on. Uh, Humor so, me. All right. So Microsoft has a couple job listings for this. Uh, the description reads: As we cross to the threshold, sorry, as we cross the threshold to a unified operating system and product experience across Microsoft, going back to what Sean is saying, mm-hmm. it is time for Xbox avatars to also advance to the next level. Okay. <sighs> level. Come three. with us as we take Xbox avatars on their biggest adventure yet, with higher fidelity and a bigger stage in the new Xbox in new Xbox experiences. I don't know what it means. It says they're going to PC. <laughs> like they're going to go to whatever the Microsoft gaming stuff is right. at the Windows 10 event. Makes a lot of avatars sense. Avatars will be involved in that. Did you guys watch Black Mirror, the episode where everybody uses avatars? Never mind. It's I'm like, very depressed. Uh, I've only seen the first. About taking no. them to the next I've only no, seen the first them. two. Wait. That's I think you're second. talking about yeah. the second yeah. episode. With yeah. the bikes. Yeah. yeah. That Basically, that whole episode was a criticism, on, and I was watching that and crying because it's basically just criticizing me for buying Dota hats. Yeah. <laughs> Still, yeah. The, my favorite use of avatars that pretty much can never be topped, and I always want to ask Phil about this when he's here, but I always run out of time. One versus 100, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you and your buddy, you're all your avatars in the, Actually, in the, in the arena. No, it was all about Snoopy flying ace. Boba Fett flying a <laughs> Red Baron plane, shooting down like Ryan's avatar. Oh, so good! 
Man. Yo, that Snoopy Flying Ace game was awesome. Not a joke. Does it? What's the point? Like, what would be the point of bringing uh, Xbox avatars to a PC? Implementing so, them they're into they're PC already games. on your phone. Yeah, they're on okay. Windows Phone. So it's I wouldn't just, have known so that. Yeah. Who the, has the, Windows this phones? phrasing? Their biggest adventure yet. Maybe immediately. Think their it's biggest a new, adventure yet makes me think it's a new adventure game because they l- launched with. Don't take it that literally. No. A marketing person uh, well, after slash reading recruiter the quote, wrote this. After reading the the yeah. what they're actually yeah. doing. We're talking about fake cartoon yeah. people here, which I guess is technically describing all video games, but whatever. Well, I mean the adventure <laughs> game where you like hit balls or whatever, you know. Connect Sports 900 coming yeah, soon. Yeah, something like that. Man, I just don't. I don't get that. Yeah, like, I mean, I have, I'm having trouble wrapping my well, head around the why. Why wouldn't we would it is do very that. interesting though that uh, X avatars are another thing from the 360 days that have seemingly fallen by the wayside on Xbox One. I mean, they Them don't. Faceplates. They don't do anything. There's nothing uh, on Xbox One that involves your avatar. I can't remember the last time I saw your avatar. Well, mo- oh, yeah. the only time you see avatars anymore is if they're in a gamer picture. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Someone has taken. Like, I spent real money on a Secret of Monkey Island t-shirt that mm-hmm. says, I went to, I went looking for the treasure of Melee Island and all I got mm-hmm. was a stupid t-shirt. And I have a Avatar boxer puppy. So I've spent real cash, and yeah. that's, that, that's just, just gone. gone. Useless. I, I mean, I got my money's worth out of it. Don't get me wrong, but. My Avatar's, like, broken. Every time I see it mm-hmm. on Xbox.com, it looks suicidal. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh I'm offline. Oh, yeah. Sad. He's so I'm sad like, to be offline. Oh, with the head tilted with down. Him. And the yeah. sheep is, like, jumping over his head over and over or whatever. There's no sheep. He just looks oh, really he's sad. sad. And, like, he's frozen. But, Poor like, guy. I'm online all the time. So, yeah. I agree with you guys, I think. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Windows Windows avatars seems like the next logical move. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, if I was a PC gamer... And I didn't have an Xbox. Like, if and now they're telling me like I can create, like as part of the Windows OS, I can create avatars for my personal sort of user profiles and stuff, and they'll interact with the OS with games oh and stuff. God. Like, I just can't even wrap my head around how that sounds interesting. It sounds like an enormous waste so of money. So, what yeah. I in a dream world that's not real, what I really want this to mean is Microsoft is working on. Feasibly working on a wearable smartwatch, oh god! But with a holographic display, so that my <laughs> avatar like pops up as a hologram and reads me text messages and tells me the time and talks to in me your like, own voice, in yes. the voice of your friends. I don't uh, want yeah, an avatar that looks Lana. like me. <laughs> so that's what I want: is a little, a thing. little holographic Jetsons watch. I want Cortana. <laughs> there you go. That would yeah. be cool. That would be better. But yeah. then again, you're, that's not an avatar. That's Master Chief's avatar. Yeah. Interesting, <laughs> I guess. If All they're right. not sure what to do with the avatars, they should take a survey. You know who else took a survey recently? Everybody? I'm working on my segue. Who? Destin Legary, 2015, ladies and Ubisoft. gentlemen. Ubisoft. Ubisoft took a survey, or released a survey, where they asked you where you'd like to see the next Far Cry game be set. So to me, this doesn't indicate exactly what Ubisoft is planning for Far Cry Five. No. It's definitely just establishing tone, right? It's getting a it, well, they're gauging fans' interest in I, more ridiculous stuff than usual. I gotta figure that everything that Mitch is about to read, because he's our biggest Far Cry all fan, right, is all about like all of these were were at some point on a whiteboard 
at Ubisoft yeah. Montreal. And this is like, like a okay. brainstorming session. So, Mitch, what are our hypothetical options for Far Cry 5 here? Number one, and this is the game I expect Far Cry 5 will be, a Far Cry game in remote Alaska about surviving extreme wilderness. I can see Russia from my backyard. A Far Cry <laughs> game in a futuristic sci-fi setting on another planet. Mass I'll be back. That was Earth. A Far Cry <laughs> game set in Vietnam War during the 1960s. Hmm. I'm what do you got? What do you got for that? I'm Rambo. <laughs> Close enough. A Far Cry game set in a cocaine tra- in the cocaine trafficking jungles of Peru. What? You think huh? they're metal? <laughs> I like the idea that the jungles are trafficking the cocaine. A Far Cry game where you can fight against or join vampires. I want to suck your Far Cry. A Far Cry game in spaghetti western style, set in the 19th century Americas. Mitch, we already read. The- we already did this video back with Call of Juarez. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Colores, another Ubisoft fine Ubisoft product, <laughs> available now on finer consoles everywhere. A Far Cry game that is set during a zombie outbreak. Brains. Blood Dragon Two, a sequel to Blood Dragon. <laughs> I hope that's the full title. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we need uh, what's his face back from Terminator One to be the Rex voice. Power Colt is the well, main character of what's, Blood Dragon. Uh, what's the actor's name again? Oh, Michael Bean. Oh, That's it. Was it. Actually Thank the you. Actor? Yeah, it was the guy from. It was T One Thousand. No, it or, was. No, no, no. Uh, it was Kyle uh, Reese. What am I thinking? Yeah, Reese. Kyle yeah. Reese. A Far Cry game set in a Mad Max style post-apocalyptic world. We need gas. A, a Far Cry game set in the present day on a Jurassic Park style island of dinosaurs. Clever girl. <laughs> Clever girl, that was good. Uh, and probably the least inspiring answer so far, although I did like this part of Far Cry 4, a game based on the world of Shangri-La from Far Cry 4. I got nothing. Isn't Shangri-La in Uncharted? Is that yeah. Yes. Spoiler! Too, right? yeah. Way to ruin it, Sean. Uh, how old so, is that game now? <laughs> seven years old? Uh, Mitch, on. you expect, you think Alaska surviving yeah. extreme wilderness is safe, but what do you want from this list? I want none of these. <clears throat> like I think, I think these are all You're so, a spoiled. These are all things yeah. we've seen before. Yeah, I mean, the, and the Alaska thing, I think they might be kind of hesitant to because the guy who was going to make the Alaska game went on and made that game. It's all right, called I the take Long it Dark. It's not all things we've seen before. Like a sci-fi setting on a different planet, that would be pretty cool. I just think that we've never seen that before. No, well, that's what I mean. It's like. <laughs> Why would you ask people, like, what do you want? Because this is not, again, this is not them saying, do you want Vietnam? Do you want Blood Dragon? Do you want zombies? It's not them saying, we want to make the one that you vote the highest. It's them seeing, are people willing to let Far Cry turn into Saints Row? Become extreme. Exactly. Like, can we do zombies? Can we do vampires? Will people freak out? So they're reading the reaction to the survey? Yes. And figuring out totally where Far Cry 5 can go. Because Far Cry Five, Vampire Dragons. Because these games it have, sucks yeah. literally. <laughs> these games have always been, you know, real world sort of grounded premise with sometimes some weird stuff that happens. Whether mm. it's like drugs or religious experiences or sci-fi alien monkey things in the original Far Cry. Far Cry Two is basically like kind of straight laced, but this is them seeing like, all right, how crazy can we get without people disliking Far Cry? Yeah. I don't think they can do sci-fi futuristic. That's too far of a departure from the Well, they did. Ser- I mean, series. like, Blood Dragon was the sweet one-off. I feel like that's yeah. not a... That's a one-off. I don't feel like that's a series. Yeah, and I feel like that, you That's can, a one-note joke. I don't know if you can bottle that joke. lightning twice either. You know, here's the Far Cry zombie game. Okay, I'm bored. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Goodbye. Also, just zombies. Come on. Yeah. So tired of them nowadays, right? Mm. Eh. Still like them. 
There's room for, there's room for zombies. Mitch, Mitch Dyer of IGN.com says zombies. Eh, still like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. And our... A couple more stories this week. First up, this is a big one. This one matters. Yeah. Xbox One developers given more power to work with, according to a leaked, a leaked XDK software development kit. Basically, <clears throat> it uh, states that the the documents reportedly reveal that since October, uh, which was you know the last XDK rev, there's probably been more since then, but Microsoft opened up access to another 50 to 80 percent of a seventh processing core of the console's eight total processing cores. Two developers. The seventh is one of the two cores previously reserved for background system operations, which is similar to how the PS4 works as well. So, um, so are they opening like one a year? What's going on? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but basically, the the cost of this uh, is that uh, you'll need to forego using custom game specific voice commands. So, let's say if you were playing oh. with like one of Destin's favorite games, Rainbow Six Three. Oh, on the yeah. original Xbox, where you'd you know, be like, go, go, go! Mm-hmm. Uh, you would you theoretically... You that, though. Right, but... Uh, In Mass I, Effect yeah, 3, you still you could need say grenade, and people would throw grenades. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a more... Yeah. more Destin, yeah. with a more current example yeah. than my, like, 12-year-old <laughs> horrible example, <laughs> Rainbow Six 3, like how... I'm old. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so game-specific voice commands and uh, infrared and depth functionality of the Kinect, so basically the camera of Kinect 2 would have to be sacrificed. The thing they sold. <laughs> but, I mean, we see, like, I mean, Halo 5 seems to have zero, making zero use of Kinect, just as Halo 4 made zero use of Kinect. There must have been uh, a study. Nobody Sunset Overdrive, yeah. another, you know, uh, does really nothing with the Kinect. It auto-records clips annoyingly. Oh, it, that's every so game, frustrating. Every game yeah. that I've played on Xbox One that automatically records cool things. Yeah is just annoying. Peggle was like the first one. I was reviewing that game. Killer Instinct classic. Killer Instinct classic. Every time you finish a match, it says, game clip recorded. Oh. No, dude. Yeah, Get that video like, off my machine. No, I just did that 20 times. Peggle 2, as great a game as it is, would record shots that actually weren't good. Like, <laughs> really? game clip recorded. Like, nope. Yeah, Gotta go delete that now. Missed. Super frustrating. <laughs> but, uh, I remember playing through Sunset Overdrive and being like, I want to disable... Like the game DVR entirely, yeah. Yeah. just and because it's so aggravating. The only thing Forza Horizon Two does is you can voice navigate some GPS stuff, which is actually useful. But mm. yeah, I mean, most of the you know major first party, major Xbox One exclusives, Titanfall, uh, aren't doing anything with Connect anyway. So, I mean, what I see here, tell me what you guys think, is you know Microsoft just continuing to make the Xbox One more and more like the 360 in terms of just walking it back and back and back to a pure core games machine and mm-hmm. less, you know, they're walking further away from that sort of all-in-one TV entertainment set, uh, you know, vision that they initially laid out. Yeah. Great. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just, that's my observation of the situation. I, I think, think that's, that's the influence of Phil. Yeah. You know, Xbox One is pitched yeah. and conceived as the all-in-one entertainment system. Right. And then Phil comes aboard and goes, no, it's games, games, yeah. games, 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 games. Cynically, you could also say, well, the PS4, which has cut out all, pretty much all of those entertainment-y functions, has, has 18.5 million sold and it has a huge lead. And, oh, gee, I guess we'd better try to, you know, get back to games and make up some lost ground mm-hmm. so there's i think there's maybe a little truth to either one there but yep. <clears throat> either way i mean it, it means in the end we're gonna get 
better games. We're going to get, uh, whether it's, you know, frame rates, resolutions, you know, vi- uh, particle effects or visual effects. You know, there's a little more juice to, to work with there. It's just like bringing a little extra uh, aspiration out of your twin-turbo V8 car. I'm glad it's happening. I hope that, I mean, like, they need to keep basic connect functionality. Like, the camera needs to be there and the mic needs <clears> to work. <throat> but besides that, I can see them moving further away from anybody using the Kinect. It, it remains to be seen, like, how much this will actually afford developers, like, in terms of, like, measurable quality sort of benchmarks. But I, what I really like is, uh, or what I really applaud Microsoft for doing is, like, recognizing that that's something that needed to be done. Yeah. Or, like, continuing, continuing, continuing to want to iterate on the hardware that they've developed, you know, like make right. it better, make it Absolutely. more accessible for developers. That's awesome. Like they could have just been like, Nope, you deal with what's there, but their, uh, their, their, uh, willingness to want to work with developers to get them the best tools that they need for the job. That's admirable. Uh, you know what this, you guys will all probably roll your eyes, but, uh, as a car guy, what this made me think of for some reason is it reminded me that, Forza Motorsport 5, launch title, gorgeous game, fantastic game, 1080p60, uh, interior, you know, cockpit stuff, gorgeous tracks, gorgeous cars, was basically made on, with rubber bands and duct tapes, duct tape (laughs) of, you know, alpha kits and in-progress hardware. Inevitably, Forza Motorsport 6 is going to be announced this year because they're on the every two years cycle with Horizon Motorsport, Horizon Motorsport. Think that like Motorsport 6 now will be not only have the benefit of building off of the tech improvements that Playground made for Horizon 2 because they share the same base engine, but man, like they're going to have. Think of how much more power that they have access to now that they that for Motorsport. Six that they didn't have for Motorsport Five. Now that they've they've opened up all these extra CPU and GPU reserves, Forza Motorsport Six is going to be sick. Yeah, hmm. at least in the graphics department. Those I will look at that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you don't have to race; just drive. Just bitch. look at stuff. Just gotta drive. Just bust up some cars and whatever, man. <laughs> what? That's how I play Forza. Mitch Dyer, whatever. I bust man. up some cars and whatever, man. <laughs> That's, you know, then Forza Horizon is the game for you. That's really true, actually. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go to Destin with our final news item of the week. It's up your alley, my friend. Mm -hmm. Someone, some naughty somebody, snapped themselves a picture of a slide that they weren't supposed to take a picture of. Yeah, and it's uh, Destiny's... Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, it's Destiny's 2015 content schedule including uh, something called Comet, Plague of Darkness, uh, which should hit in September. And that was, the, that was the big highlight. It includes 12 new story missions, four new strikes, along with a new public events, patrols, and a new raid. That um, sounds like as much content as in Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. There's, well, there's more than 12, new, there's more <clears throat> than 12 story missions, mm. but yeah, that's almost a whole new game. Not by much, though, right? That, that sells for 40 bucks. No, there's like... How many story messages? There's there? like seven on Earth, okay. and then seven on Moon, and then yeah, <clears throat> yeah there's more on the Moon. Yeah, so um, that's a lot. What do you think? I mean, are you stoked for this? You've, you got September. I mean, are you ready? It, this I don't know what it, it is. Like well, I'm a little confused by it. Back, I, I back almost in the day. wonder. I almost wonder if they're semi happy that this happened, or if it was one of those. I don't think it was on purpose, but I almost wonder if they're just like. 
hey, look at what's coming out. <laughs> We're still cool, right? Right. And this came out in October, actually. This image was floating around since October. Oh, wow. It so, only just got picked up now. Huh? Yeah, and it only got picked up now. Um, so this could be outdated. Um, Comet could come out December of next right. year. Comet could be Destiny 2 for all we know. Right. I mean, yeah. back in the day, we would call this an expansion pack. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's what it sounds like it is. And um, that wasn't the only thing on there. So there's no, there were other deals. Elsa did... Wolves, yep. which we all think is March anyway, was on there for March. Right. And uh, the one that's already out, Dark Below, mm -hmm. uh, that was also December, on there. December, yeah. And then there was Comet in the middle, and then there's two packs after that. Woo! So it's a lot. It's hmm. almost like the entire roadmap for Destiny One. That's what it looked like to me, anyway. Before it probably the is. Release. I think Destiny One will last us until early 2016, but that's like the end of its life cycle, and then you. You think so? Time. Because to me, uh, what as far as new content, or that's when you think Destiny Two is. I think come the out. player base is going to hit that bell curve very soon, like in March. I thought it would die down a lot more. But the, the the DLC came out. Raids, bro. Dark People Below. There's more players on than when the game launched. Well, hol fun. everybody got it for Christmas. Yeah. The holidays. Yeah. So which I is have great. Like th I, I gauge how active the community is based on how many people are playing on my mm -hmm. friends list. Sure. I have four pages of friends on at any time. At its low point, it was like one and a half pages. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, w real quick, I mean, we're tangentially on the subject. When do you think we're going to see Destiny 2? Which, by the way, so, I think, who is it, Vince is going to owe me, I think owes me steak dinner on that one, speaking of bets. Why, they I'm said on there Vince's side, but I did not make be. the bet. But, yeah, what, what, what do you was think? What the bet? Uh, that Destiny he, there will not have a, a numbered Destiny Yeah, sequel. a proper full sequel that'll yeah. just be like, oh, add well, on, add on, add they on. They haven't said it's going to be called Destiny 2. What if it's called Destiny Plague of Darkness? Is that a sequel? That's if it's a full retail sequel that doesn't require Destiny 1, it counts as a... All right. What do you think? I accept those terms. I think it'll be announced late... This year, yeah, for 2016. You think so? You think they'll do that if they're going to be releasing content through the year? Two teams. I mean, they got a pretty I, big. For team me, over. I, I just worry about cannibalization. Well, I maybe for me, 2017. It's Bungie, I'll say. Ah, jeez, oh, that's such a big roadmap for that game. It's uh, a 10-year franchise, right? Yeah, that we know that for sure. This game launched in 2014, 15. Yeah, end of 2016 hmm. is the window. I think you're optimistic. So for me, it's outside of. ODST, which was a you know an expansion type project, a one-off project. Bungie is always taking three years to make their games. Okay, then I'll say twenty. Saying, I'll say twenty seventeen then, end of twenty seventeen. Because you're right about developing all this content, they need that that buffer. I'm not saying they couldn't yeah. do a game in two years, but historically, there's like everything from one Halo one to two mm -hmm. to three to Reach it was all, and then of course Destiny one took a lot longer than that. So can't see with a, a game the size of Destiny that them turning around the full full proper sequel in two years. I'd be mm -hmm. pretty surprised, but I guess we'll see. Mitchell Dyer, anything we yes, can sir. spend our holiday gift cards on? Not at retail, on but if you have some Xbox dollars on Xbox One, you can get Funk of the Titans. I don't know what this is. I think it's a side-scroller. I heard about it this week for the first yeah, time Yeah, there's ever. a trailer on IGN. It's right. uh, yeah, It looks like it <clears throat> could have some cool personality i don't know how i haven't played it so i don't know how good the actual platform Got it. is i did a daily fix episode where this was one of the stories you hosted no <laughs> uh Sean's producing this week you play perseus son of zeus but he's like a funk style perseus and he knows right, funk nice. foo and it's a side scroll all right you can get here. down with that all right. yeah 
I wasn't right. paying attention. I thought you were talking about the next God of War for a second. Oh, and I was like, wow, <laughs> they went a weird route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the marketplace is a new uh, G-Shock car pack for Forza Horizon 2. And the games with gold for January. Ryan called this one D4. Dark Dreams Don't Die. Well, yeah, we were one. talking about how the game didn't sell. And we were like, hmm, maybe it should be a free game then. Yeah. There we go. Go Every, play it. Everyone has seen. It's I've fun. Good it's thing. a good game. It, it yeah. seems really cool. Yeah. It's actually the. It seems I, really weird. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that's not bad. I don't mean this in no, a disparaging way. I actually think it's a perfect game for a free game with gold. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's not worth money. I'm not saying that at all. But but it's like, a, it's, oh, man, that game's free? Awesome. I'll totally play it. Right. It's precisely mm-hmm. the kind of weird game where you might not necessarily want to you know, pull out your wallet, but if, if it's just offered to you, then you're going to play it, really like it, and then this game is supposed to be episodic. Yeah. So if you like this first one, all right, first taste is free, and then <laughs> then you'll be more inclined to buy the, buy episode two. On Xbox 360, you get MX versus ATV Alive until January. Which was pretty 15th. good, was also. It? Yeah. Who made that? Was this a THQ team, or was, was this after somebody else bought it? Well, I it, I think it was, and then if I recall correctly, it was it was either if not Rainbow Studios, it was former Rainbow people. Okay. And they were actually based out of Arizona, like well, the only developer, Arizona developer, uh, hmm. and which they had. That's for those that don't know. It's the same team that had done all those very good MX and ATV games. So uh, I think this was in good hands. All right, so it's a legit game. Yeah, uh, but the back half of the month for 360, man, you get The Witcher 2 for free from the 16th. Dude, that is so smart, dude. Plus, all the DLC is free for that game. Are you kidding me? Guess what? That is such a great move. It's gonna. So Witcher 3 comes out in May. You're gonna need those four months just to finish The Witcher 2. Dude, The Witcher 2 is. Amazing. Which you'll have not paid for. It is so good. If you don't download this, you are insane. It's yeah. all you have to do is initiate the download. It's yours forever. You can cancel it if you don't want it. Is Taking this, up hard drive space right now. Is this easily but... the best game with gold ever yes! so far? It's so good. This game is incredible. Every like, every time I hear Xbox, I'm like, oh wait, is it the fifteenth yet? Because I'm waiting to download this. I never played Witcher two, and this oh is my God, perfect dude. time to do yeah. it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I played through that game on PC, and I, I think it's better on PC for numerous reasons. But still, yeah. like, it's an awesome well, Xbox 360 port. They did a really, really good job with it. I will say, so to your point, I mean, it's definitely better on PC if you've if you've got the hardware yes. for it. But Witcher 1 was more of a, a bit rougher of a port yes. on 360, but The Witcher 2 is... The Witcher 2 on 360... Well, The Witcher never came to 360. I thought it did. White Wolf got canceled. You probably saw it like for preview events. Maybe but it got canceled. Right. Anyway, I remember Witcher Two being a pretty good 360 version. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It's on like two or three discs too because it's huge. Mitch, I have uh, to ask you. Yeah, um, Witcher Two, it's really good. Yeah. Do I need to play Witcher One? No. They're, uh, they're totally separate experiences, no. right? So it is a the, yeah. it is a narrative continuation of the first game. Yeah. But the narrative in the first game is super convoluted and confusing. Okay. But basically, all you need to know is that Geralt of Rivia, the main character, mm-hmm. wakes up one day. He's lost his memory, and he's trying to reclaim it. And there's, there's all these different factions. Mm-hmm. Like there's, and it's it's like super heavy lore stuff. But who are you, you working could, for? You could read a quick wiki thing. Um, Altano and I, in my first like a couple weeks here, we did a quick feature that's just like, hey, Witcher Two's coming to 360. Didn't play the first one. Here's like a couple things you need to know right, right now. Uh, but yeah, it's not super essential. Like we should to, resurface that in uh, having pl- the next week. Five minutes. We should probably update yeah. it. Having played Mass Effect, I'm terrified of like playing one of these games and like missing out on like Mass Effect yeah. One. Mm-hmm. 
Like, had I only played Mass no. Effect 2 and I'd never experienced Mass Effect 1, it would be hard to go back. Yeah, I mean, as a standalone story, The Witcher 2 is awesome, but there's a lot of finer details. Like, people will reference parts of the world without actually contextualizing it. Okay. But at the same time, it's not like you need to know it. It's just confusing in the sense that this world has existed without you, and they talk about it as though you're not there. Awesome. Good, Good stuff. All right, we'll come right back, do a little trivia, our first of the year. I think we decided we're going to keep score this Ooh. year to see. So I've got a, this That's first cool. one is a bit of a softball, I think. Hopefully yeah, I you agree. guys will get it. All right, we'll be right back with trivia after this. <laughs> Unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! All right, let's take it home here. We're keeping score per a listener suggestion. We used to do this at my old podcast anyway. And it was pretty fun. I like fun. this. This is fun. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, Marty. Well, Marty, it's his fault for not being here. For mm-hmm. him, it's his fault. Well, he has negative points for job. working in Las Vegas. Wah! <laughs> so, to be uh, fair, Vegas kind of sucks. <laughs> two days. Not this time of year. During the summer, it's brutal. Yeah. Well, it's 108 degrees. Right? I just think summer. it's a gross and weird Drunk place. people. Yeah. All the time. It's yeah. It's, uh, Vegas you know, is awesome for one day at a time. Yep. <laughs> Any exactly. longer, and it becomes horrible. Uh, Devin Piper, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm going to go with Piper. Because well, his, his name, gamer tag is Devin. the Pie Piper. <laughs> but yeah. P-I-E, like literally the like the pie. dessert pie, Piper. Devin Piper. Uh, so Devin wins a, uh, a free video game. Uh, we've had, by the way, I just want to thank everybody. So many of you listeners kindly donated your Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag codes from the bundle you oh, bought awesome. or got oh, for Christmas. That's, that's great. I have enough games. I mean, it's mostly, I think there might be a, maybe a couple Limbos still in there. I'd have to dig through the email, but a lot of copies <coughs> of Assassin's Creed 4 for Xbox One. So we've got that's a, cool a really cool prize for the next foreseeable future, thanks to crowdsourcing, thanks to you, the listeners. So, you guys are the best. Uh, yes, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. And so, Devin, if you don't already have... Uh, Assassin's Creed 4, and you've got an Xbox One, you'll win that. Otherwise, I'll get you something cool, and you'll win for me selecting this question from Devin. You can friend him on Xbox Live, The Pie Piper, but P-I-E, P-E-R, all uh, separate words. The space, pie space, piper. Yes. So, gentlemen, here we go. I think this one's pretty easy. I hope you get it. What was the first ever gamer tag registered on Xbox Live? Was it Xbox Live, because remember, you know, this could be there could be testing. You know, yeah. could register yeah. anything for Xbox Live. Bill Gates, the letter E or XX Bong Ripper 420, spelled in Leet style. Which one do you gentlemen think was the very first gamer tag registered? I'm going to go to Mitch Dyer first because I see the confidence in his eyes. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fairly sure that I know this one. I'm almost certain, like 99.9 percent sure that it is. C, the letter E. Uh, that's the, <laughs> My the, head just exploded. That's the gamer tag of friend of the show, Eric Newsetter, who is the architect of Xbox Live. Yeah. He's at, well, he's, he's, a, he's a guru of Xbox Live for sure. That sounds like a smart choice. I have no idea, so I will also say C. <laughs> Big I will, those yeah. coattails to victory, exactly. Sean. You seem really confident, Mitch. I'm going to go with, I'm going to believe in your confidence. I kept thinking, I'm like, Eric Newsetter, I, I know that name. The letter E seems like something. Yeah, I'm going to go with C. All right, we're all in agreement. Uh, I, of course, ineligible because I saw the answer. Mm-hmm. And it's Sean. Yeah, everybody gets a point this yeah. week. Yeah. In the Eric future, when I have a uh, astounding lead over everyone at, <laughs> on this podcast, what I'm going to do when I think Destin knows the answer and I don't know, I'm going to be like, off the trail. nah, man, nah, it's totally D. You don't know what you're talking about. 
And then Destin's going, oh, man, Matt. I also picked D, and Destin won't get any points, but neither will I, because I don't know the answer. <laughs> Mitch, you will never have more or less points than me, because I'm always going to choose the same answer as you. Mm. Strategy. Viable man. tactic. Mm. Not bad. <laughs> I'm just Finnegan. gonna pick the right answer. <laughs> just always guess C, and when you'll Mitch probably do pretty well. That's <laughs> that's the secret. So uh Devin Piper, thanks for sending in that question. You win yourself a copy of Assassin's Creed nice. for nice. Black nice. Flag for Xbox One, courtesy of many, many listeners. So thanks <laughs> to all of you. And it's time to go. This was episode 177, our first episode of 2015. 23 until 200. We really gotta figure out what we're doing with that. Crap, yeah, I should probably start. Well, we decided it's, it's going to be like right after E3 oh. or so right? I think I think I got to check the calendar. So I think we assumed that E3 was at the same time it normally is. It is not. It is later in the Crap. month. So I think it does overlap. That would be horrible. Are but we in the same location for E3 this year? Because we can start Ooh. pre-planning now. For well, remember, that. there was an issue with like security. And yeah, exactly. And pre-plan now yeah. and get the All budget right. for it and whatever we need. It's not bad. That's not know. a bad idea. I love talk, that idea. All right, I'll look at the calendar. So yeah, you're right. 200 yeah, is that's is a great idea. Not too far away. Uh, first, plug and stuff. I'm obliged. I've been asked by my bosses to plug one of three things. I don't remember the other two because they were super pluggy. But the one I actually <laughs> legit believe in for sure. Hope my boss isn't listening to this. IGN Prime, because I'm sure the other two things. You are... hope he's not listening to you plug Prime. No, I hope he's <laughs> not listening about the other. Oh, things. Listening to me diss the other two things, but now IGN Prime's legit. Uh, Thirty bucks a year. IGN.com/slash/prime will get you primarily no video ads before you watch videos on IGN. So good. But also uh, beta access to games, free games, uh, but mostly the lack of ads is a good thing. And you're just you know you feel good. It's like, you know, you're helping keep keep the roof over our heads, which uh, we really appreciate. Because our like roof roofs. is broken. Yeah, it's leaking. <laughs> Please it help. Leaking. It actually is. Yeah. During the mega storm <laughs> last Man. month, was, we had like, drip, drip. Yeah. Slight rain. Guess I can't come into the office. Yeah, I got, oh, well, okay. I guess I'll work from home, meaning sleep in. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, Destin Legary, what are you plugging, my friend? Okay, so oh, I'm this is gonna be coming to kick back. All right, guys, experimental. Uh, Jose Otero came to me. He played a bunch of Destiny, and he's like, "What would you think about trying to do a Destiny podcast?" So we're gonna try Destiny this cast. experiment. Yeah. Jose's gonna host, and the first episode should be launching tomorrow. Nice. Also tomorrow. That's a great idea. Also, yeah, like, I, I have a lot of confidence in that franchise. Clearly, it's not going away. Correct. All these outlets are writing about it. We're all hooked. Uh, we're not going to go anywhere, so we are going to start a group where we talk about what's That's going brilliant. on with that game. Um, additionally, I'm coming up with an article, 29 of Destiny's Biggest Flaws. Ooh la la. Uh, that has a watch read component. So hopefully you guys can join our discussion there about uh, our issues with a game we love. So if we just uh, follow you on Twitter, we'll know when that uh, podcast hits. Yeah, uh, at Destin Legary. That's the best place to follow for when I plug stuff because I link to it. So, Sounds yeah. good. Mitch Dyer. Uh, shot a video with Eric Martin, our community manager, about all those wacky Far Cry games we talked about this episode. Mm-hmm. You can go watch that. We talk a bit about your uh, suggestions and feedback on all of those entries. Uh, I'm doing the review of iDarb on Xbox One, so look out for that. TV I drew a red box. I, which I Are found you under embargo? Uh, no, no but I also have not played it. Oh, okay. So I have no idea we just got it today. I played it at Gamescom briefly, and it was pretty interesting. So I've never seen this game. I just keep hearing people talk oh. about it. And Dan's like, do you want to review it? And I said, yes, and I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I'm going in completely I can't blind. Wait. That's good. Starting tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be in, in like a Let's Play room or a bay, mm. capturing with a ton of people. 
subscribe to IGN Arena, youtube.com slash IGN Arena. We talk about MOBAs and esports. It's wonderful. I'm on it this week. You are talking about Counter-Strike and the future of video games. Mm-hmm. And we'll follow you at Mitchie D. Thank you. Please do. Sean? Uh, me and Ryan did a really cool Halo 5 beta Let's Play where we show off Eden, which is the remix of Empire. And we're going to do, cool. yeah, do a regret and yeah, trench, too. more on the way. In what fact, do you think about that, man? Yeah, I don't like we Empire. We analyzed the hell out the of video, it. Man. <laughs> I like it is the short answer. All right, cool. But uh, that and, like Ryan said, more Let's Plays from Halo 5 uh, are going to be on the way, so keep an eye on the site for that. That one about Eden is already live. So. And speaking of Halo 5, of course, the beta is live now. Mm. Come play with me. Gamertag Scorched Phoenix. Need good people to play with. Yeah. Um, we have uh, IGN first for this month, by the way, which is our little preview initiative, our magazine cover story, as it were, is all about the hot games of 2015. So oh, instead yeah. of one game for the whole month, we're doing over a dozen games. Just every game gets a day. Uh, so new info month, on like new, yeah, games. new. It's something new, something exclusive. So something, and some, we've given you a reason to click. Uh, what have on, we released so on every far? game? So we kicked off with Halo Five, mm-hmm. two new map reveals, which are ones you can you have to go to Halo Waypoint to vote which one you want for the final week of the beta. So one's called Orion, one's called Pegasus. We have video of both, along with a pretty meaty interview with Josh Holmes, the studio head on uh, at Halo Five at three four three. So check that out. And then today, as we record, Monster Hunter Four Ultimate, mm-hmm. which uh, mm-hmm. Jose Otero put yeah, together right. for three DS. And game then, is so good. Yeah. I've never played a Monster Hunter game, but that is the one where I'm like, yes, I am on board. This is incredible. And Friday, we're going to have some new interesting stuff on Dead Island 2. Nice. And then there's a lot more the rest of the month. Yeah, uh, I'm playing a game right now for first. That, yes. Like, I keep not writing the preview I'm doing because I keep going back to like sit on the menu and listen to music and play a bunch more and replay levels. Like, so, I'm really digging this so game. Yeah, uh, there'll be... Uh, actually, I need to tweet out the like hub page for it because that's then you can just bookmark it and I'll be updating it with links to every game all month long. So, uh, so yeah, a little bit of a different thing for IGN first this month. And then uh, next month, we're getting back to sort of the usual one game blowing it out all month long with a bunch of different stuff. But for this month, it's a fun, it's a fun experiment. Man, we're going to lose Marty for another... He probably won't be here next week either. Yeah, Marty is oh, on, on he is, a, no, he's on he's, assignment yeah. for me uh, yeah. next week for for IGN first. So it's uh, gone. I'm yeah, I appreciate that. I just <laughs> just making sure. I am so sure. jealous. He gets to do this one. He's the guy for it. But man, yeah. So and then I'm uh, gone for uh, another trip the week after that. So you're gonna be down a bunch of dudes this sheesh. this month. Well, I guess that means more Max Scoville. Yeah. <laughs> which means you will be out of a podcast job yeah, by the time I'll you get back because everybody will just fall in love with Max. Hey, guys, I came back. I brought you meatballs. Don't <laughs> you know? You don't love me anymore. No, we still love you, Mitch. All right. Uh, this was Podcast Unlocked, episode 177. I want to thank everybody for listening, hopefully all year long. Tell your friends. Yeah. We're the world's number one Xbox podcast. That's Sean Finnegan, Mitch Dyer, Destin Legary, Max Scoville you met earlier, Marty Sleva, hi in Las Vegas, and I'm Ryan. Ryan McCaffrey, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>